You're listening to Q Marriage Mentors with Jeff Lutz, a podcast featuring conversations with remarkable lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender couples. What makes great relationships work? Jeff will ask the questions. You'll hear the answers. Together, we'll learn. 53 years together. More than half a century. I was three years old when my next guest first met in 1965. Today I visited the home of Rosemary Williams and Bobby Dell Adcock in Austin, Texas. Their lovely home is full of clocks that play music and chimes, and I think you'll even hear one during the show, and their chihuahuas, Sissy and Maggie, sat on their laps as we talked. I began, like I often do, by asking how they first met. Rosemary started our conversation. We both worked for the same State Department, so we knew each other for several years, actually, before we got together. But uh, oh, one night, she and I were double dating with two guy, two really nice guys, and uh, the guy that she was with uh, started verbally saying some not so nice things to her, and it it, it got me, you know, angry. So I went and tried to comfort her, and I comforted her, and we've been together ever since. <laughs> Boy, you really comforted her. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> was it PG rated or R rated? Or... <laughs> oh, no. Okay, it, was, no, it was sweet. It was it very was sweet. sweet. Okay. It was very sweet. What is your memory of that story, Bobby? Well, I was engaged at the time to the guy I was with. And I knew right away I've got to get out of this engagement. I have found finally found the person I want to be with, and uh, it the rest is history. Nineteen sixty-five. What what was the climate, and what was it like trying to be together at all during those years? It was not uh, difficult trying to be together because in those days, uh, women made even less money. <laughs> Than men do, than men did. And so many women uh, lived together just for a financial benefit. So, you know, it wasn't uh, unusual for two women to live together. So she moved in with me in my apartment very shortly after we met. So that part was never questioned. And we were always very discreet and, uh, we, we though we were very affectionate when we were by ourselves, we we tried not to show too much affection you didn't around show. others. We were scared to, of course, because we could have been fired. They had uh, a clause called moral torpitude that they could fire you if they decided that you were morally unfit, and uh, though we weren't, of course. Anyway, we we were very careful. And very closeted. Very closeted. We did not know there was a community out there of people that probably could have really helped us during those struggling years. Did you look for a community or you no. just were so no. closeted? You we just... were scared to. and Well, we didn't have any idea until we went to... Uh, Metropolitan Community Church of Austin, 
we had no realization that there was a wonderful community of like-minded people uh, in this town, much less all over the world. And how far that was that into your relationship? Uh, it was 2005. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. You went from 1965 to 2005? That's right. Without anybody supporting us or anything. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. And so then you found this community at MCC Austin. Tell me about that. We uh, we went to a pride service down at the First United Methodist Church, and the MCC choir sang. I don't know if you remember Kim Wisdom. She, she had the lead in This Little Light of Mine, I'm Gonna Let It Shine. Well, that was right down my alley. I, I love good gospel music. <laughs> was that part of your upbringing? Yes, it was. I, I was see. raised in the Assembly of God Church. I see. And I, d- I knew from the very beginning as a young child that I had different feelings toward females than I did males. But I didn't know what to do with it. And so, and it never was any any big subject. When I was growing up in the Assembly of God Church, I don't remember a preacher doing a hellfire and brimstone sermon. It wasn't really addressed. Gay. It was kind of silence silent, around. Silent. Okay. But I so I didn't really know what to, you know how to handle it. But anyway, uh, back to the. What was the question? Oh, just, Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this little light of mine, yes. wisdom, and that what that yes, is. Yes, that's and Ken preached the sermon. Ken, Reverend Ken Reverend Martin, Ken Martin, the, the uh, pastor, the pastor, at the time. pastor at that time. Okay. Yes, and we went the very next uh, Sunday to the church, and we fell in love with it. We both got back in the car, and we both said at the same time. We have found our home, oh. and that's that's when we really started really realizing, yes, we we belong, oh. and we now have so many wonderful friends, and we met them mostly because of MCC, and the current pastor, Reverend Karen Thompson, is has been supportive of both of us when we've been through some bad times, and we're. You know, really appreciative of that. And our friends, uh, you couldn't ask for better friends. Wow. I, I can only imagine the difference between the first 40 years and since 2005 in terms of yeah. feeling connect. Can you speak to that? Like, Well, there was nothing for us to connect to, or we didn't think there was uh, back all those years ago. So we had lots of uh, many friends. They were all heterosexual, and uh, they accepted us, But and they never, it's don't ask, don't tell. They never asked us one time right. if we were a couple. Never did. But part so, of what I'm wondering about, and in, in, of course, over 40 years, you had some ups and downs, I assume. You had some fights. You had some arguments. And most people have at least one or two folks they can turn to and say, oh, I'm a wreck. We had this fight. Or... She's mad at me, and... No. 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 No, I can honestly say there was no one I turned to, and 
No. No, for Bobby no. either. So how did you make it through with It was him? not easy, Jeff. It was oh. not easy. And uh I frankly I don't know how we did it. I don't know how we did it, but thank God we did. We did. Do you have some ideas about maybe what made that work? What your strengths were? Well, we learned to communicate with each other. (laughs) Communication is key. And for many years, we we wouldn't discuss things that were difficult for us or closest to us. We just wouldn't. And uh, when we finally learned how to do that, we... I think we were a lot better off. And a sense of humor. <laughs> Communication and yeah, a sense yeah. of humor. A sense of humor. Bobby has a great sense of humor, and I think I have a pretty good sense of humor. So we laugh a lot now, especially, uh, you know, heck, we're 81 years old apiece, and we can uh, we can get by with it. <laughs> <laughs> you could, you've earned it. You can yeah, do whatever yeah, you want. Good. We think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, and, and so tell me about uh, the most difficult times in your relationship. Uh, were there some spots that you thought, Ooh, we just might not make it? Yes. Jeff, we were so, we were so connected to each other and, and we depended on each other. And it was like, you can't do anything unless I can do it with you. And then when we kind of uh, came, when she, when Rosie outed us, it was like butterflies are out there and flying around, and and uh, I had a hard time dealing with that, to tell you the truth. That's how tied to her I was, and I I went through a, a lot of jealousy because of that, and it got to the point where. Uh, we had to, we just had to say, this is not working right now. We need to take a break from one another. Oh. And so we took a year, we call it our year's vacation. Best thing we ever did. And it's the best <laughs> thing we ever did. You took a whole year. A whole year. Away from each other. Away from yes, each other. Yes, but, but we were always we, in communication with right. one another. Right. And, and, uh, the the day that she called me and said I had a stroke, she had a, a stroke in her optic nerve in my left eye. Yeah, I'm blind in my. Was left the eye. day I said I'm through with this being apart. I'm get we're getting back together if, if we can, because I realized, you know, we have only a short time on this earth, and I wanted to spend the rest of my life with Bobby. I'd spent most of my life with Bobby to begin with, so. So yeah. here we are. Wow. Can you say a little bit more about what led up to the decision to take that one year break? Uh, we were not communicating well. Okay. And, and Bobby said, as Bobby said, after we came out and realized, uh, that all along there was this wonderful world out there that we didn't know anything about. We kind of, I kind of wanted to experiment, you know, and I, I, I went kind of crazy, I guess. And uh, she did not follow along in my craziness, and so we decided that, you know, we better take a break. And was that a difficult year for the, the two of you? You said it was the best thing you ever did, but 
Was it hard that year apart? It was hard. It was very hard. It was hard, very hard. But I learned so much, and I learned how and why I appreciated her so much. She is absolutely loyal. She's the most truthful person. I had. It can be painfully truthful sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like I said, her sense of humor and, and uh, mostly her loving spirit. And I, I miss that terribly. So I wanted back. And uh, so and, we're back. And she was the cook. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and really every time she called, I would, <laughs> I would think, okay, pretty soon there's going to be a knock at the door and there's going to be something to eat. And sure enough, every once in a while that happened. It did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Were you unsure during that year of whether you would get back together or was it always... At the very beginning, Yeah, yes. at the beginning, but at the beginning only. It didn't take me too terribly long. Right. Okay. Realize I needed to be back home. There were, there were, my birthday came up. The first thing that happened, I didn't want to be with her on my birthday. She called and asked if she could cook a meal for me and stuff like that. And I said, no, we weren't together at Christmas. And I really, when was the first, I call it roast Sunday. And she lived in an apartment that had a swimming pool. And so, uh, I'd been over there to the pool several times just to swim. And she called and said, I'm doing a roast this Sunday. Would you like to join me? And that's when I went to her apartment and we had roast Sunday. And after that, it was kind of, well, when is this going to, and, and even then, I, I thought when she, when she let me know that she wanted to come home, I, I said, don't you think you should, you know, uh, do another six months lease? I was just trying to test her, I guess. But uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> and she's been back as my cook <laughs> for 10 years. That's not a, that's not the way to keep her another 53 years, Bobby. <laughs> got to convince her she's more than just your cook. I know. And that, that's, well, no, I'm rather proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, so you, uh, Rosie, mentioned that communication was much better after mm -hmm. that one-year yes. break. Uh, was there anything else that seemed to change or shift that strengthened it? I, I was in therapy. Therapy, Pastor Karen church and just knowing that things had to change it really helped me to have all of those things that I could deal with yes, Re Reverend Karen was wonderful to both of us and she never took sides no, or anything no. and uh, you know she knew it was difficult for both of us and, and uh, she was just a, a real comfort so we had a lot of help, and thank God for it. Yeah, yeah. So happy days are here again. <laughs> How about that? Well, what's it like for you having um, at least come out to each other and yourself in 1965 and to see the world as it is today and how much more open young couples can be 
We got marriage equality a little over three years ago. Well, it's, it's wonderful, wonderful, but it, right now it's kind of scary, isn't it? Hmm. Because I think our our rights are, are being questioned again, and I that's unbelievable to me that we might have to go through some more torture, but uh, uh, same-sex marriage. By, by the way, Bobby and I think, believe that we are possibly the first same-sex couple to be married on Texas soil legally. Is that right? Yes. Now, we got married in New Mexico, Albuquerque. Okay, but, so fill in the gaps there. But we were, we were standing on bags of Texas dirt. So, <laughs> <laughs> so as we stood on bags of Texas soil, as we stood on Texas soil, we made our marriage vows. Yes. In and New the Mexico. bag said, Texas hook em on a on it. Texas soil hook em. <laughs> You know, our community is very resourceful, but I think that wins the prize. I've never heard of people bringing the state with them. Yeah, in, in the uh, we got married at, at the MCC in Albuquerque, and uh, Reverend Judy was uh, performed the ceremony, and she was so sweet and so delightful, and she allowed us to have these bags of soil under our feet. Yeah. Yeah. She thought it was great, and we did too. So we got married on Texas soil a year before, was it? Yeah. It was a year before. June 18th, uh, June 18th, what am I trying to say? June 18th, 2014. 14. Uh, and if we had just, we thought Texas would never yeah. make yeah. it legal. Yeah. We'd be dead before we could get married in Texas. So that's why we went to New Mexico. We, we had we, friends there. You know, we wanted to get married here, but... That wasn't possible at the time. So You mentioned uh, that you're both in your 80s. Is yes. that right? Do you have any um, siblings or um, other family members that are still living? I have a half-sister that's living that's 88. Okay. And, uh, and I, I had a twin brother. I, that's why I'm Bobby with the Y. He was Billy with the Y. Okay. And... Uh, his wife and kids, uh, kids are in their fifties, live in Augusta, Georgia, and I don't hear from them very often. You don't. No. But, uh, are they accepting of you or not? So I don't know because I never have had the opportunity to discuss it with them. I see. Okay. I have a living a brother and a sister. Uh, I've lost two of my brothers to uh, various things. One of my brothers, uh, as it transpired, was gay. And uh, he died as a result of complications from AIDS. So that is a very near and dear to my heart uh, problem that I hope can be solved at some point. But... uh, at the time that uh, we found out he was gay, I, I was not out of the closet, so I, I wasn't any help to him, and I'm very sorry about that. But uh, my sister is uh, lives in Wichita Falls. We have we both have nieces and nephews that are now in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. And, and um, 
you're fully out to them. They're part of the family. Yeah, my sister and brother, when I told my brother, who is uh, an evangelical type person, I, he was driving a car and I was sitting next to him. When I told him that I was gay, I thought he was going to drive off the road. <laughs> Bless his heart. But he said, well, uh, well, okay, sis. And, you know, after he gulped a few times. But uh, my sister... Bless her heart. When I told her, and I told them both face to face, she said, thank you. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> she said, because we've, are they or aren't are they? Are they not? Are they or aren't they? They'd been debating it for years. Yeah, for and years. I, of course I didn't know that. But. We, our, our, neither of our parents ever asked us. They visited here a lot. My, my folks lived in Austin. Her, hers lived in uh, Wichita Falls. And they would come to visit. They never asked, so we never told them. But I'm sure, you know, they had to know. I'm sorry about that. I wish I, we had I, been yeah, able to. Yeah, I am too. But it was just a it completely was the time. different time. Yeah. Right? Different yeah. time. Yeah. What would you say to young couples who really want to have a healthy relationship and that's important to them? What advice would you give them? Again, keep the lines of communication open and uh, try to find the humor in things that don't seem humorous at the moment. But uh, just stick with each other. Support one another, even when it's most difficult. And respect one another, for heaven's sakes. Respect one another. The way you said that sounds like respect seems really important. It is important to me. Okay. And you know, Bobby respects me, and I respect her. How how does how do you demonstrate respect in your relationship? In other words, if I were a well, fly- I genuflect <laughs> <laughs> and bow my head. You you, bow, you just bow down to <laughs> yeah. the altar of That's Bobby. Right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> not not. not. <laughs> No, seriously, what would I see that would tell me, oh, that's what they mean when they talk about respect? I don't know. We always uh, honor each other's birthdays and special times, and we try to honor each other's family's wishes, and to me, that's respect. Do you respect me? Well, of course I do. Well, how do you show it? Hello. 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 (laughs) Tuning in. You eat her cooking. <laughs> she better. <Yes. laughs> or she would starve. I never complain. Yeah. That's right, she doesn't. And that I really appreciate that. Regardless of what I fix, <laughs> she's ready for it. As you can tell. Yeah. We travel, we like to travel. You do? Yes, and uh well, we've slowed down a lot lately, but uh that's another thing that I think has helped keep us together because we've taken trips outside our usual parameters and uh, we've gone to Europe and uh, we've been on cruises and uh, we've seen some of the United States that we wanted to see, mainly Hawaii. And uh, I think it broadened our outlook and and because we shared it together, it's just one of those things that helps bond you together. And then we have a travel trailer ah. that uh, it's parked out in the backyard. Back, yeah. 
Do you use it a lot, the travel trailer? We just got back from uh, Lake Buchanan. It takes us a week to get ready for a trip. We're we're there usually a week to ten days. And we're resting for three of those days at least. And then when we come home, it takes us another week to get over it. (laughs) I think it's amazing. Well, for, for old women, uh, 81 years old, yeah, we're, we, we do pretty well. Women, let's talk about that for a minute. What's it like to be a woman now compared to in the 60s? Rosa, you talked a little bit about how uh, because of uh, the lack of career advancement, yeah. it was not unusual for women to live together. We, lived, we worked in a very male-dominated uh, arena. And uh, you, it was so um, harsh that when a woman, now this has been, mind you, 50 years ago, but when a woman was pregnant, in her sixth month, she had to take a leave. They would not allow her to stay beyond her sixth month of pregnancy. And she didn't get paid for that three months or four or whatever wow. she was off. Wow. Women could not drive the state cars. Uh, women had to adhere to a certain dress code. Men didn't, but women did. Little things like that. And, you know, they, they kept us under their thumb, and we we didn't know any better at the time. We did not know any better. I, I chafed at the bit, but, heck, I needed the money. I had to do it. I've always felt like that I I should have made more and I should have applied myself more, but I was too comfortable where I was that I never wanted to try anything different. And so I just sat there, and then in the later years when it got so political and everything, uh, I just decided... And when it came time to retire, I was ready to get out of there. It was a male engineering department, and the women were there to be secretaries and to bring you coffee. And But I'm so glad we hung in there. And now that that's what scares me about some of the young people. They They don't think about what their future is going to be when they get to retirement age and they don't how many years did you put in 36 36 years and i put in 34 so we we have a very nice retirement and we do worry about young people and because they seem to stay at a job for two years and then go on to another job and then go on to another job and so on and so forth but uh our advice would be to hang in there and try to try to find a good job with good perks and stick with it. Okay. I'm just curious, um, in your 53 years, is there a moment that stands out as the most joyous, uh, a time that was just really the peak of your experience together? For me, it would be our, our marriage, marriage, our wedding. Our wedding. The wedding in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I shook the entire time. I was kind of crying, and it was very, very emotional. It was. It was even though you had been together for fifty some odd years at that point. This this was a 
public sign of our commitment to each other. And that's why I'm so appreciative of the fact that we were able to do it. It was really just emotionally moving oh, to, to get finally recognized yeah. in a legal way. Or to, you know, be yeah. able to recognize each, each other, other in public and say, hey, this is my spouse. Right. And it's spouse. It's not wifey or wife. Partner. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's partners. <laughs> when I call her wifey. Yeah, I get in. She doesn't get fed. <laughs> she doesn't get no dinner that night. <laughs> but okay. a joyous occasion for me came as a, a surprise. I got an engagement watch, not a ring, but an engagement watch. When did you get that? Well, let's Before see. Before we got married, in in, uh, in February on our forty ninth anniversary, she proposed to me, and then six months later or five months later, we got married. And here we are. are. And two little old ladies. Our wedding rings are are from our 30th anniversary. We took a cruise to Hawaii. And I gave her 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 anniversary gift. She opened it up. She looked at it. And I could tell, uh uh-oh, she's not. What's the deal? I don't know whether... She likes it or not. Well, as it turns out, we gave each other the same ring for the 30th anniversary. Oh. The exact same ring. The exact same ring. James Avery, Avery's by the way. Uh, and we So we just, we decided to use them as our wedding band and got another little band to go with it. Well, with your chimes in the background, we will... <laughs> Use that as a way to close today. But thank you so much, Bobby and Rosemary, for talking to me today. I know our listeners learned a lot. Thank you, Jeff. Do you know any LGBT couples with interesting stories and wisdom to share on the show? Jeff would love to meet them. So please contact him through the website at qmarriagementors.com. Until next time, thanks for listening and have a great week.